the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking about money, 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 investing in more. I hope you sleep well. I hope you live well. And in the end, I hope you die with some money in the bank that you can pass on to some children, but you don't have to. You can bounce last check to the coffin maker if you want to. I'm okay with either. One of the things that I want to do my best on is when drones are in the news, I want to talk about drones. When millennials are in the news, I want to talk about millennials. I want to tie whatever's current to investing, whatever's current to getting you to retirement, whatever's current to getting you involved with investing. I love that part of my job. Um, I love sharing with you good ideas. I love sharing with you some sad ideas. January is typically a month in which it might be good to hide from your spouse because it is called divorce month. It's typically the month when divorce filings begin to spike. 2018, very popular year for divorce because of impending changes to the tax code. I know you're saying you're making that up. <laughs> I wish I would do dead. So in December, dun, 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 it's romantic. It's love. Let's get engaged. Let's show your parents the big old sparkly di- oh, cubic zirconium because we're millennials. December is about engagement. January, February, and the peak March are all about divorce. It's gloomy weather outside. You've just spent a ton of dough on your your brats, your, I mean your lovely children. The post-holiday jolt is now time to get back to work and time to move on with my life and make some new resolutions. What I find is that most people in December want to get through the holidays, just get through the holidays without the ugly cloud of divorce to upset the children. Man, Dad, when you stop fighting, Santa Claus is coming. Right? For couples with kids, it can be important to hold things together. Do it for the kids. Do it until they get out of college and then get a divorce. Once the holiday glow has waned and spouses settle back into old habits, many people flock to the divorce attorney's office. I say don't do the divorce attorney. Do a divorce mediation. You once loved the other person? Split amicably, especially if there's kids. So you got to digest the practical sides of a split. Finances are part of the practical sides of it, and the less you spend on attorneys, the more you have for each other. One of the first questions, I, and again, there's no winning in divorce. Both sides lose. So obviously, the numbers are going to look different for every type of couple from every type of state. I know someone who went through a divorce that cost over $100,000 because his wife had a lip on her. When you get in front of a judge, do not have a lip on you in front of a judge, it's yes or no, sir. They don't want you giving them flack. They don't want to hear that your husband was a bad husband, that you know he never made the bed. They don't want to hear it. 
They want to hear, when do you want the divorce? I'll sign the paperwork. Thank you. Next. But the new tax plan passed by Congress, alimony payments are no longer tax deductible. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That particular change takes effect January 2019. So you've got one year, ladies and gentlemen. And smart people will figure it out. Instead of doing alimony, they'll be like a one-time payment. Um, so how can you tell if you and your partner on the precipice of a permanent split? I don't know. If your spouse won't listen to you, is probably the number one reason you should go to an attorney or a mediator or uh, a counselor. Counselor! You've become a pursuer. They've become a distancer. So anyway, divorce is expensive. And I just throw that out there for you. Oh, the TV ad model. This is something I've been thinking about a lot recently because I'm now – any TV I watch is binge TV or sports. There's nothing in between. I don't go, oh, look, it's Friday and the the Honeymooners are on. Let's go watch that show. And the Honeymooners brought to you by Cocoa Puffs. Puff Puff Cocoa Puffs, chocolatey, tasty Cocoa Puffs, munchy, crunchy, chocolatey Cocoa Puffs. Ralph, I'll send you to the moon. Um, so I'm like every other consumer out there now. I'm consuming content. I'm paying for it. I'm comfortable with that. Whether it's cable with HBO or it's Netflix or Spotify, the ad business doesn't work for me. I don't have time for the the 30-second Cocoa Puff commercial. I love my Cocoa Puffs. Who doesn't like chocolatey cereal that turns into milk into chocolate milk magically? So the ad model's changing. Whether you're whether you see it or not, a whole generation of consumers will forever have very little tolerance for interrupting ads. And that's what I feel they do. I love watching HBO shows because you know it's gonna be 22, 28, 56, 58 minutes of content. And you can pause if you need to go pee pee. You don't have to do a pee-pee break during the commercial break. So if you're a marketer and you're, someone comes to your firm and says, Rob Black has a new product called Rob Black and Your Money. It's a podcast. He wants to spread the word and, he wa- the word and put it all out there. And the marketer and the advertiser, okay, let's do it. Let's buy 30-second spots and let's buy an ad in the Wall Street Journal. And let's, let's no, get a radio station. No, Spotify is killing the radio station. So... Now, forever is too long, and you can't say ads are gone forever, but they're being delivered differently. And cable TV once promised no commercials, and Netflix kind of is delivering on that promise uh, 40 years later. Spotify's success could partially be attributed to no commercials. The ad-supported model is under attack. It may not be an existential crisis, but it will look different every five years. You know... The ad space is clearly moving to Facebook and Google and Amazon. Amazon's shaking up how people find brands. You know, I think this is a, a big advertising model that people aren't talking about. Amazon's shaking it up. Rather than ads being pushed to you in video, um, if you look at the market caps of tech companies versus media companies, a lot of the moves you're seeing in media, like Disney and Fox, are a reaction to it. Um so Amazon's doing other e-commerce services. Disney has seen cable TV get hit with ESPN. So Disney's saying, you know, we'll do our own little ad-free content that people can get. 
If you don't want to watch ESPN and commercials on cable, we'll give you ESPN without the commercials. But you got to go through our app. I never underestimate the power of inertia in this country. You never should either. When I talk about millennials, it's for a reason. When I talk about Generation Z, it's for a reason. They can't stand commercials. And as 4G and LTE speeds got better and better, and now we're just starting to talk about 5G, we can de- deliver 4K TV in a seamless fashion. And you may not be able to dump Comcast today. You may not be able to dump commercial TV Monday through Friday where you watch the news and go to commercials. But you will. Because TV stations will say there's another model to be made, not just the commercial advertising second commercial. We can stream this baby. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. It's now time for a check-in with our partners at Santa Clara Basketball. For this week's chat with Coach Sindek, here's the voice of the Broncos, Anthony Passarelli with Coach. We're here for this week's Chatting with Coach Sendick segment, brought to you by Heffernan Insurance Brokers. Heffernan, proud partner of Santa Clara Athletics. Broncos 4-4 four four in conference play, got the nice road win last week at USF, and then come back and play hard, come up a little bit short against one of the top 20 teams in the country in the Gonzaga Bulldogs. What do you take out of that weekend's games, those two games, on the road with you this week? Well, we continue to evolve as a team, and every time we play, we learn more about ourselves. Um, like you said, I thought our team came away with a really good win at USF and competed hard and gave great effort against Gonzaga. Broncos uh, have won a couple of road games in conference uh, at LMU and then a victory at USF. Um, what do you try and do to make these road games as comfortable as possible in places that aren't usually comfortable? You know, we're very consistent in our approach, and whether we're playing at home on the road or regardless of our who op- opponent is – you know, we just really try to be consistent and do what we do. This is a time of year when it's uh, difficult to stay healthy, whether you're a player or a coach or, or anything. It's flu season, and it's hit California pretty hard and the country pretty hard. And a couple of Broncos, and Matt Turner and Shaq Walters, haven't been ava- available to the team the last couple of games, forcing you to shine. All right. Thanks a lot, Ed. All right. Be sure and catch the Broncos and West Coast Conference play this season right here on AM 1220 KDOW, the home of Santa Clara basketball. Toys R Us has acknowledged that it fell behind the digital curve at a time when more consumers are shopping online. I don't even want to go. Um, I see kids today getting on YouTube and going, look at this cool toy. And some dad, who's the creepy dad that unboxes toys? Okay, guys, are you excited? I've got the brand new Lego Monster Chompinator 2000. I'm about to open. Look at it. Oh, my God, I need batteries. There's YouTube videos just like that. So I don't ever have to go to Toys R Us ever, never again. And I probably never, ever will. So the stock is dead to me. The idea is dead to me. I don't even go towards it. Um, I'll have toys come to me after watching YouTube videos of creepy dads show, opening the toys. And now, there seems to be no of, sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello? Oh, yeah! Ah! Whoa! Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Did I frighten you? Didn't mean to. Sorry. Howdy. My name is Woody, and this 
is Andy's room. How much does Disney make on merchandise? How much do you think off the toys from Pixar's Toy Story and things like that? It's crazy. Um, so the movies don't have to be a success as much as the merchandise has to be a success. Um, back in 2014, Disney pulled in $41 billion in merchandise. Whether it's Disney princesses, dresses, Pixar's tunes, Lucas's films, Star Wars, Marvel superheroes. They pull in billions, $41 billion three years ago. And they come out with Cinderella and Inside Out and Big Hero 6, The Avengers, Star Wars, Star Wars Episode 7, Star Wars Episode 8, Star Wars Episode 9. And it's all about the merchandise. Disney is now the new evil empire. They've replaced Microsoft. Kid gets on one of their rides. It's the happiest place in the world. And his arm gets torn off. CEO is like, hey, kid, you want a stuffed Mickey Mouse? Child gets eaten by an alligator at one of their resorts. Disney CEO Michael Eisner comes in and goes, Mom, Dad, would you like a brand new Darth Vader figurine that shows the new snow troopers? So if you ever pay attention to Disney, pay attention to their merchandise. I once saw someone, and this makes me upset. I once saw someone go into a Disney store and steal a lot of stuff and run out. I still think about that today. Disney pulls in over $3 billion a year on the Disney Princess franchise. 26,000 Mickey Mouse Club ears are sold every day, um, which is crazy. Um, over 2.5 million mouse ears are sold each year at Walt Disney World. Three million Disney character t-shirts are sold each year. 98% awareness of the character Mickey Mouse amongst children between the ages of 3 and 11. They own our children. If your child doesn't know who Mickey Mouse is, there's a chance that he might have been switched at birth. Maybe dad was babysitting and dad might have dropped him once or twice. If your kid doesn't know who Mickey Mouse is, there's a chance that there's something wrong. Something must be wrong with you. 96% of moms are aware. 94% of girls 9 to 11 are aware of Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. We'll get well if you clap your hands. Um, Beauty and the Beast, think of the Broadway show. I mean, it's crazy, right? how dominant that they are on so many levels. Disney, not Disney, but Walmart has a list of 25 hot toys for the year. You should go Google 25 hot toys of the year for Walmart. There's some fingerling toys. Obviously, a lot of apps are out there. There's Num Noms Nail Polish Maker. There's Soggy Doggy Board Game. There's the Frozen Sleigh. There's the Monster Jam. Grave Digger, Grave Digger, 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 Digger. Wheels, 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 wheels. Trucks, 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 trucks. Um, Disney, Pixar, Cars 3, Ultimate Florida Speedway, and much, much more. Sign up for any events coming up at robblackshow.com using the code RADIO25 to get in for free. And Disney Junior, Doc McStuffins, Baby, all in one nursery. Want the podcast with music? 
Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Talking a little real estate with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. I brought up the last in the last segment the idea and the concept of, you know, you should talk to your spouse about how you're going to pay for expenses on your home. Most people don't have time for that. Most people barely have time to sit down to a, for a dinner with their kids. And here we are like, you need to decide how long you're going to be living there. And you're like, until I get fired? Um, until I get more money to afford something better? Like, sometimes these are just random concepts. And, you know, I think buying a house is, is a lot more psychological for people than scientific. And I think that's it's unfortunate because, like, you listen to, to shows, right? You know, whether it's commercials or something, you're like, real estate is great about it. Like, real we, we get caught up in the, as a. Don't say we. Well, we mean in, in, the, lo- in the loan industry, gotcha. we get caught up as, um, you know, kind of old, not old school, but we, we get in a, a pattern of uh, trying to protect the, the borrowers from undisclosed or unrealized costs of the loan uh, and buying a house. For example, utilities. Um, you know, it, it still amazes me that a lender uh, will factor in every single piece of debt except s- cell phone bills, utility. There's a whole bunch of other debt that's out there that they don't consider. So, yeah, you could get qualified and max out your debt ratios, yet you still have all these other expenses. So we try to disclose as much as possible, and, and qu- these questions do come up. And surprisingly, still, people are, oh, I didn't realize that. I'm, I got to factor that in. Um, I had one one person say property taxes. I mean, what do you mean I have to pay property taxes? Uh, one and a quarter percent. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, Someone's missed property taxes in their yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, it was, it was, it was a challenge and he had to actually lower his, um, purchase price because he didn't anticipate that. So there's, there are a lot of people that are out there that need these kind of questions, unfortunately, and and you just can't pick and choose who gets them. So we ask them to everybody. I'm with you. We hope. (laughs) Excuse me. Retirees are forgetting one big retirement cost and it costs them an average of $275,000. And I bring that up because the Bay Area does have a lot of retirees who stay here because of the Prop 13 and because of, well, sunshine and good living, all things considered. Uh, when planning for retirement, most people only factor in the day-to-day cost when calculating how much they'll need to spend in their golden years. Um, a lot of people forget health care costs. If you're a healthy 65-year-old couple retiring today, can you could expect to pay roughly $275,000 a year. No, no, $275,000 in healthcare costs in retirement. So a lot of people forget that, and that's tied into, again, your home. A lot of what we've talked about today is, you know, the concept of a lot of people under the age of 50 want to move out of the state of California because it's too expensive. Um, a lot of people who do retire in the state of California forget that healthcare is a big cost in retirement, and just because you have Prop 13 that's keeping some of your costs low, healthcare continues to march higher and higher, and some states are really designed for this, like Florida and Arizona where you get a little bit more sunshine, a little less rain, a little less mold, a little less cold for the body to deal with. Um, thinking about a home to retire in, it's one of the areas that you recently picked up, kind of a desert living kind of angle per se. And you'll have to worry a little less about your health care in theory, but it's still a concept of owning a home in retirement. It's like my mom. She got to the point where she you know, was pushing 80, and she could no longer stay in said home, so she had to move into a 
apartment complex. It's it's something it's hard to it's hard to think about to begin with because getting old and getting you know needing healthcare a little bit more and a little bit more and it, and it's getting more expensive and I don't know if my house is paid off yet. Should I refinance to take some cash out? Should I do a reverse mortgage? So, you know, retirement gets a little bit tougher um, nowadays, especially in a state that's not so pro healthcare friendly and cost friendly. Uh, but they do have Prop 13. So how's that going to play out for somebody buying a million dollar house today, 30 years later? I don't know. But that person who bought a $400,000 house 20 years ago and it's worth over a million and they're paying $400 a month, a little bit easier. So uh, it's going to take a time to figure out how today's home prices play out in the economy and for people's retirement down the road. Um, I have a sense that a lot of people are going to start taking equity and trying to figure out where else to put it uh, eventually if they haven't already. It could be one of the catalysts that we're looking for. I'm with you on that. Um, Catalysts are a big thing in real estate. Move west, young man, back in the the old covered wagon days. There was gold (laughs) out here. There was opportunity to own land. There was, it really set the stage for, you know, real estate expansion in the United States and, and expanding the frontier. Now there is, they're not, you remember the phrase of they're not building more land. You hear a lot of real, real estate people say they're not building more land. You just buy real estate. Yeah. They actually are building more land. Um, they're closing down military bases. They're going into areas that used to be swamps and, and you know, setting up levees and things along those lines. And they are building more homes on top of areas that shouldn't have mm-hmm. homes per se. And they're building in areas um, that shouldn't be developed, you know. Bay Area is perfect for the urban revitalization, is I think what they call it. I have no problem with urban revitalization. Um, I have a problem with people moving out to Stockton because it's, you know, it's not Morgan Hill. And it's yeah. not Morgan Hill. It's not the Bay Area. And it's like. You're halfway to cutting chickens off the head. But yeah. Um Yes. Or chick, chicken heads off. But the. Tony Mendez brought up a reference that I haven't used in two years. The number yeah. one job in Stockton is cutting off a chicken's head and watching it bleed out. I've been here for weeks and I haven't heard it. So I thought I'd throw it out there. Right, right. But you're halfway there. Um, when you go to places like um, Tracy and Mount House, if that even exists anymore, um, or if people are buying there, that was a crazy kind of concept of just building a place in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but we still have the sense that people are trying to just buy anything they can get their hands on because there's another person waiting behind you that's going to try to buy that that same house. But you brought up a really good point earlier about um, you know the haves and have-nots. Well, I brought that up, but it, it really comes to low cost of money, which is low interest rates and the, the ability to qualify. So it could be the wealthy people just piling up behind each other waiting to buy houses. And uh, if you're lucky enough and you're a couple and you make good money, you have a down payment, you have a good realtor that gets your offer accepted, um, that's your, your gold rush, so to speak. I'm with you on that. And, and, it's, and it's, it's playing out for people. Do you remember 15 years ago, everyone wanted, not everyone, but there was so much wealth in the Bay Area. It was spilling over. It was coming out of our pockets. It was oozing out of our, our bodily organs that it shouldn't ooze out of. It was like, whoa, I just found a $50 bill in my underwear. Um, where'd that come from? But we were like, let's buy it in Costa Rica. And the next thing you know, Panama City was hot. The next thing you know, it's Belize is hot. I don't even know what's hot anymore because I just hate all people in the Bay Area and their shark swimming ways and pedal faster, pedal faster, pedal faster, pedal faster. Uh, and it, maybe people have tapped out a little bit. And that's why they went to Seattle and they went to Portland. They stopped going, you know, exotic. Um, Trump has made it a little less, how shall we say, 
easy for Americans to, to live in Mexico. Um, I would build a great wall, and nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. And I'll build them very inexpensively. He is, he's going to be remembered quite interestingly. But keep in mind, we had a president of the United States who was in a TV show, Bedtime for Bonzo, uh, he was starred with a monkey. And he was an actor. I mean, he was as much of a... He was a Personality joke. Is, he was yeah. a joke on the East Coast when he was running for president. And then, whoa, he was president. Yeah. Um, but he was a punchline. We didn't really have as much late comedians then as we do now. And it, Looking back, do we regret him? Or do we look at him as, as kind of a silly president? Or just we go, he's a president. He is what it is. No difference than a Catholic Kennedy or... You know, uh, Nixon, who wanted power so bad that the moment he got it, he messed it up. Uh, we have a pretty... Anyway, wh- where did that story come from? Where am I going with that? Um, it's hard for Americans to... You, you were talking about Trump and right. Mexico. Oh, yeah, yeah. Buying homes in Mexico. So, um, do, you get that request? Presidents. do you get that request often? Sometimes never? To move out of the country? Um, yeah. Um, not as often as you'd think. Um you know, the United States is unique as when it comes to real estate, where um, you can buy real estate from any country in the world and come into the United States. So we have a lot of foreign investors coming here. Um, China leads the way in California. Canadians are next. And I think Mexico is third. Uh, and then you go to the East Coast and it changes a little bit. But um, it's driving a lot of home prices. We know that. And it's driving a lot of people into places like the Bay Area and uh, with the dream of home ownership, what we have a problem with is in California is affordable housing, and that's going to continue uh, until we, you know, get some new initiatives. We find some new land to build. Uh, you know, s- someone in the Bay Area allows us to build in the hillsides, which will never happen. Um, but when it's all said and done, you know, interest rates will eventually rise, and home prices will continue rising, and it. Google, few and fewer people. Google recently said that it would build 10,000 units of desperately needed housing in Silicon Valley, but there's a catch. The tech giant wants to build a sprawling new campus in North Bay Shore area of Mountain View, um, but there's a hiccup. Looks right lovely. Um, in Google's play for development. So they're basically saying, we want to build some new office space, and the city's like, why didn't you build some affordable homes for us? Um, and Google's threatening to block the construction of almost 10,000 homes in North Bayshore, which the company said it still supports, unless city officials give it permission to build another 800,000 square feet office space. And it really doesn't solve the problem. If you build, you know, 1,000 units of affordable homes and you create 10,000 new office spaces, uh, housing gets worse. And Google's part of the problem. But it's, it's interesting to note, like, there is a pay-to-play. And your city is, your city representatives... San Carlos made the biggest mistake 20 years ago. They shut down a high school so they could put apartment buildings in there. And now they need another high school. <laughs> and everyone is now fighting, oh, I don't want it on my backyard, I don't want it in my backyard. I don't want it I don't want to ruin the sunset with a view of a high school. Whoops. Your city officials are paid up to, play. to be paid for. Anyway, with that being said, I like city officials. <laughs> Don't give me a speeding ticket. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at RobBlackShow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. 800-516-1220. Money, investing more, talking stock. I try to find stock and investing in everything that I do. I try to find tech in almost everything I do. 
But every now and then it just gets down to some plain hard, simple thoughts. And whoa, like uh, younger people spend more than older people. That's why we care about millennials. Are you with me or are you against me? They are more likely to go, you know what? Screw it. I'm safe for retirement next week, next year, next, next decade. Whereas boomers like I'm running out of money. Younger people are expected to spend $183 a year on costumes, decorations, and such. Uh, Generation X, 70 bucks. Baby boomers, $23. Okay. Now that I can explain that whole baby boomer Generation X millennial conversation that Rob Black has every friggin' day on the show. Millennial consumers continue to you know, demonstrate to us again and again and again that they value experiences and they spend and sometimes save accordingly. Whether it's costume parties, you know, it's all about enjoying the moment. So that's why I talk about millennials so darn much. Something I don't talk about as much is Consumer Reports' list of the 10 most reliable automobiles. I like reading stuff like this. Um, in large part because cars can get expensive. And if you have a friend who always likes to buy like a Mini Cooper, notice that the Mini Cooper is not on the 10 most reliable vehicles. And when you break down a vehicle, it's like, whoa, how much do I have to spend? And that's when you start spending more money on like warranties and things because you've had bad experiences with cars in the past. And the auto dealer makes money hand over fist when you crash your car at 50,000 miles right before you're about to hit that warranty at you know, 60,000 miles that you paid that extra money for. But some of the, you know, the more reliable cars, again and again, they come out, you know, Tesla Model X. Uh, breakthrough vehicle known for its upward opening Falcon doors. It's faulted for body issues, but its drivetrain is considered second to none. So it's reliable. The Cadillac Escalade. Uh, power equipment, transmission, climate control, all considered second to none. Um, after you get through the issues, it, it'll get you to where you need to go. Um, you know, Volvo's got just piss poor electronics and power equipment, but it'll get you to where you need to go. So there's something to be said for that. And how about if you're a dad, do you want your kids driving around a car that may or may not get you there? It's a good question. Sometimes parents want to get rid of their children, right? No, that's not the case. Target's doing a big renovation right now, and I started this hour by saying, you know, what are you, a Target or a Walmart person? Are you a Microsoft or Sony person? Um, Amazon is obviously the guy who's dominant in this game, so when you pick any other retailer, you're picking from second to third place. So Amazon's bigger than number two, three, four, five put together. I'm um, sorry, Walmart is bigger than number two, three, four, five put together, but Amazon's catching them as far as retail, retail goes. So it's an e-commerce leviathan. It's cast a shadow over everyone else. And now we do stories on a regular basis about what progress is Target making? Um, what are they going to do? Are they going to buy a pharmacy? Are pharmacies going to buy retailers? Are retailers going to buy uh, web companies? So if you want number one, you go Amazon. Demographics do tend to favor Target's business. So they've done everything that they can to put themselves in a position to get people in their stores. Is it enough? So I see Target easily rising to $75 in the next two to three years um, with a 4% dividend yield along the way. That's not bad, but are you going to feel bad when you're watching Amazon go higher, 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 
We'll go higher and higher, straight up or fly. Sammy Hagar. Van Hagar. Is there only one Van Halen, David Lee Roth Van Halen, or is there two Van Halens? And does Van Hagar count as Van Halen? I think not. I think not. So you always run into these like Target versus Walmart versus Amazon or Pepsi versus Coke kind of thing. Um, And it's worthy of throwing out there. So Target's rebuilt its debit and its credit card systems uh, to strong. Target's management's doing the right things to combat Amazon.com, getting you to come in. Uh, they're generating $4.8 billion of free cash flow. And free cash flow is pretty important. If you were to say there's three things that Rob Black likes in no particular order, it's free cash flow, it's stock buybacks, and you know raising your dividend. That's a pretty good start. So not the only start, but a pretty good start. So free cash flow doesn't tell a lot of lies. When companies got into problems like WorldCom and Enron, cash flow, you can tell. Company can't hide cash. Can you hide cash? Now you can open up, you know, uh, extra bank accounts. You can hide your revenue from your spouse. Cash flow does not tell any lies. Banks aren't going to cover up for you. They're not in the business of, of money laundering. So online sales at Target up 4.4%. You know what's funny? I've never once in my life said, you know, I need to go buy something today online. I'm going to start with Target or I'm going to start with Walmart. Typically, I start and end with Amazon. I'm totally buying into it, right? I'll sit there and I'll say, I'm tired of giving Facebook all this information about myself. Big data is getting bigger. The internet once used to be this wild, wild west where we're going to have just, you can go anywhere you want and it was going to be like, you know, fantasy world. But more and more people just go to one place. We'll go higher. Come on, sing along. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.